Today, everybody, we're going to talk about what Jay is naturally good at, oddly enough. There's one thing in this world that you're quasi good, good at. Well, let, wait. One? Because I can think of at least 10. Oh, do tell. Let's just start with number 10. <laughs> Give me a minute, okay? Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, wait, okay. Before, before we get it even further, people are going to listen to this on Wednesday, November 11th, but today is your 40th birthday. Today is my 40th birthday. Well, happy birthday. Thank you, my friend. And as I like to call it 39 again. 39 again. Well, for those that can't see Fern, you finally cut your hippie hair. I cut my hair off. I shaved my face. I look 28 again. And, and rumor has it you've got a pedicure. Is that true? I did go get my, my feet done. One of my, <clears throat> one of my members, just an awesome dude, but he's, uh, that's what he does. He like he does pedicures. So I went to his shop today and we just shot the shit for an hour and a half and fixed my busted feet. A male member of yours runs a, a like a salon? He doesn't run it, but he works there. Wow, that's interesting. He's great. So you've had a spa day? Uh, I did have a spa day. I got my hair cut. <laughs> yep. Washed my car. <laughs> Took care I of treated everything. myself. I treat yourself. Myself. Treat yourself. So treat yourself, girl. For all those listening, maybe throw for a little happy birthday. And it's also today, your anniversary. Happy anniversary. No, no, tomorrow. Uh, well, yes, the eleventh. When this yeah. airs, it will be my anniversary. Yeah, my wedding anniversary to my lovely, very patient, very resilient wife, Jessica. Yeah, she's a great woman. You are very lucky to have her. I don't Marry know. up, everybody. Marry up. That's the goal. That was one of the few pieces of advice I've ever listened to you about. You know, just think about how much better you could be doing if you listen to me more often. <laughs> well, doing great. Affiliate University is, you know, officially open for enrollment. And we've had way more people interested than we even thought. We thought it would be somewhat successful, but it's even more successful. It's not too late to book your call. Email us, day at gmail.com or even more simple, Go right to the link in our bio where it says book a call or consultation, and you can set up a one-hour call with us. We're um, going to start our calls next Monday. And again, we're- And we're, we're booked for that for almost two weeks after that, right? Yeah, we're pretty, you know, there's some spots left, obviously, but you know, we're going through the week of Thanksgiving. And again, not to put any urgency on these people, but we are limiting the number of people that we're taking. And for this first group of people, it's also- significantly discounted so if you're interested in having a successful box if you're interested in learning from fern much like myself you're going to want to book a call and if you're not ready to book that call just continue continue listening to this podcast and you yeah. will learn something you'll definitely learn what are you going to get what do you think um has jess already given you something for your birthday uh no no i'm not a big gift guy um, me neither me neither I don't really like things. We're going on a little getaway this weekend. So and, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think you get to a certain age where you're just like, if you want something and it's not completely outrageous, you just buy just it. Just go buy it. Yeah, yeah, just go buy it. She hates so, me for that. So. Yeah. No, I, I told Roz, I was like, I ordered a robe. And she was like, really? <laughs> That's what I was going to get you for Christmas. I was like, well, first of all. You are old as fuck. <laughs> you ordered a robe. It's cold in color. I get up and I take Rocky out and I'm freezing every morning. And I was like, I don't want to get dressed. I just don't want to be freezing. So I just have this amazing picture of this little hobbit walking down the street in a robe. That's that is me. You. 
Yeah. It's me. Yeah. I yelling at the kids, you know, stay with, off my lawn. With your beard and your robe and your <laughs> slippers and your old ass dog. I, I though, last thing, really loved turning 40. I feel like when I was going, when I was about to turn 30, so this was 2008, the box was open. It was doing well, but not like crazy successful, still struggle. And all my friends still from graduating college were making like six figures and, you know, Wall Street and all that, like really fancy jobs. And I was still like the, you know, gym guy. And then by the time 10 years later, Running I turned, around in spandex. <laughs> yeah, I was teaching spin and yoga and whatnot, you know, struggling to, you know, put food on the table. 10 years later, when I turned 40, I was the most successful of the bunch. Not only was I the most successful financially, but I was the only one that managed to stay healthy and fit. So I was like, not only do I have more money, but I'm healthy, I look good, you know, got a hot wife now. And it was you just perfect. You do not, you do not look good. Your wife is attractive. Neck down, um, neck down. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but we're going to talk about marketing, which is kind of up Jay's alley. His That's what shameless, I'm good at? Shameless self-promotion is what you're good at. Shameless self-promotion. Um, no, but we want to talk about marketing because this is another, we're trying to cover some big ticket problems and misconceptions within the affiliates. And this one is absolutely one of the biggest problems in affiliates. I think there's two things. <clears throat> Number one, lack of understanding what marketing is. And then number two, doing it via the wrong vehicles. So my first question is for you, Jay, like what, what, what is your, how do you view marketing? Like, what do you think? Think about what, let's actually go again. Let's, I like these. Let's go in the Wayback machine and let's go back to CrossFit Albany in 2000 and let's go nine. Did you do any marketing? Yeah, I would say probably 2009, 10, more so 2010 is when I did start to dig into marketing and it was the old fashioned stuff. I mean, social media was there, but not nearly the marketing machine it is today. It looked like uh, newspaper ads. It looked like I did radio ads where I would actually go on the, go on the air and do live talks with the DJ. He was a member of the gym. But I would have to pay for the marketing to, you know, for his daily reads. Um, what else? I think we even did a commercial at one point. And then, and then a lot of the basics, which was just uh, flyering, uh, going to any of the free chats that we can go to, you know, whether it was like um, a health conference in town or something like that, just really getting out there. So probably still more guerrilla-esque marketing, but definitely a lot of paid. And, and let me tell you, I don't know if you're going to ask me this question, that paid marketing did not give me any return. Was it? Oh, let me ask you. I shouldn't so. say it didn't give me any return, but it, I, I in, in hindsight, would have done a lot of things differently. What kind of paid out of marketing did you... Actually, this is a good kind of delineation. Number one, what you paid for was not marketing. What you paid for was advertising. There's a very distinct difference. There you, that's what you see, I wish you would have told me that 10 years ago. Well, we're here now. So that, that is probably arguably the biggest uh, lack of understanding, which is to be very, very super basic. And if you like uh, 
most of you guys probably know, I'm I'm a Gary V fan. I haven't li- I haven't watched or listened to consumed any of his content in probably 18 months. But he puts too much out there. It's hard to keep up. Well, there's no such thing as putting too much out there. But the point is, like, once you get it, you get it. You don't need to keep listening to it. Sure. The there's a difference, right? And he has a great book, which is basically like a picture book called Jab 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 Right Hook. Right Hook. It's just oh, a, yeah. It's a great book to get to give you a pretty good understanding of marketing versus advertising. So marketing is messaging, right? So marketing is telling people who you are and what you do. Advertising is asking for something, right? So advertising would be like, um, schedule your free consult with us or one week free trial or six week challenge. Like that's all advertising. Marketing is communicating what it is you do and who you serve. Right. So this is where this is, this is the, the end goal of advertising of running an ad is built on the back of marketing, which is, is built to talk to a very specific person, right? Which going back to a couple episodes ago, who do you serve? That is how I'm going to build my messaging. So when you go through this, that's the number one thing I have to determine is like, who am I talking to? And then what is it that I'm going to tell them that we do? What problem do I solve for people with no ask, just saying, here's what we do. Here's how we can help you. And then the second mistake people make on top of that is marketing and then slash advertising to the wrong demographic. Typically people will immediately go external marketing and advertising when where they should start is internally. You should resell to your current member base, right? Not outside of your member. So if you've ever heard the term of ACV, average client value, all of these other things, they are very important. Um, But what I should be doing is selling these folks on either a premium service or apparel or something like that. Start there. The likelihood of selling to them is significantly higher than a cold sale or a cold ad run on, on Facebook and Instagram. So start there. And then the lifetime value of that repeat purchase is incredibly high too. And it costs you almost no dollars to do that. And this is something I did so wrong for many, many years until you kind of run the numbers. You're like, how many of these people, if I offered them an additional service would buy it? And you're like 40% roughly. Okay. Well, that's pretty damn good. And with no additional marketing slash advertising costs attached on the front end of it. So you no, know. I think, and, and you're right, and that was a mistake I made, and I think a lot of people, the listeners or the box owners, you feel like you're asking too much, but A, they're your audience, they're gladly going to, I mean, I go to a box, and obviously I'm a coach, and I don't pay, but I'm not opposed to paying if he, if, if the box I go to sold things that I needed, I'd rather pay the box to make a little more than give Jeff Bezos money right. for ordering tape which I need, you know, I pay a dollar more every three months for a roll of tape that I use, you know, when we clean and snatch um, or protein, you know, I think boxes can get a little carried away. I don't know if you remember, I had like the original nanos and I had way too many of those trying to sell nanos to members. Um, You bought, you bought the big Reebok package. Yeah. And then you're like sitting on size six and 14 and you're just giving them away eventually. But, you know, I think definitely, but even little things I would, Whenever I would offer something new, be it a gymnastic class, uh, uh, an immersion type class, nutrition coaching, you feel like you need to give it away. And, and two things happen. One, you know, A, you, 
question. One, you shouldn't be giving it away. It's value. You're, you're diminishing your value. And B, and more importantly, your members don't ever buy in. There needs to be some sort of financial implication for them to, to get buy-in or else it's just like, hey, I'll show up next week or I'll start my nutrition next month. You're, you're actually doing them a disservice by not charging. And it doesn't have to be a lot, 20 bucks times a hundred members. That's two grand a month. Well, it depends on how you're going to deliver that. Right. But all of this, all of this is typically where this doesn't go wrong where people feel uncomfortable is they've miscommunicated what is about to happen. So let's just go, let's go low hanging fruit and just say you wanted to sell. You could have any number of premium services in your gym. And what we mean, let's, let's, let's define premium services. A premium service would be an upsell on top of your base offering. So for, for CrossFit affiliates who are listening to this, your base offering is group classes. Upsells would be personal training, personalized programming, nutrition, um, any number of other things. But those are probably like your big ticket items. Now, usually, so let's, we'll go, we'll use nutrition because most gyms have probably at least dabbled with some sort of nutrition challenge. And if not, right. they should. I mean, you need to right, be you coaching should. nutrition. You absolutely should. So, and, and the reason long-term, so let's think about the long tail of, of learning and understanding marketing and advertising. It's better that you start with the people that you already know so that you can learn how to talk to them, right? It's much easier. It's, it's like talking to your friend or talking to a stranger. Which one of those is easier? Yeah. Unless it's me, unless it's me and you, I'd rather talk to a stranger, but most people, it, it, it's I've got nothing to talk to you about at this point. Right. Most people, it's much easier to talk to people that, you know, we have something in common, right? So why not start there? What you can do with this is you can refine your message. What does you do? What your solution is, how you're going to deliver it with the people that you already know, because there's a comfort level there. And then I can start to unpack that over time. And then I can take that eventually if I even need to and flip it and make it external, but start internally. So let's just say I was going to run a nutrition challenge. Number one, determine like what you want to price it. How long is it going to be? What am I going to be offering them? And then what is fair value for my time or my coach's time or both so that there's a profit margin attached to that. And going back to what we said before, most people undersell these things. If you're giving somebody six weeks of pretty detailed nutrition coaching, hundred bucks is, is, is too, is too low, quite frankly, it's too low. So price it appropriately. And if you want to go less than hundred bucks, by all means, go ahead and do that. It's, it's completely up to you. But the point is I should have done all this beforehand. How much time is this going to cost me? What do I want to make? And then how do I want to deliver this? So let's just say it's an eight week program. So that's two billing cycles for the most part, two months. What would somebody pay typically for nutrition services? Is it a one week check-in? Are we doing measurements on the front end? Are we doing meal plans? Are we doing uh, like, what is all that going to be offered that? And then wrap that in there. And then leading up to that, I want to tell people what's going to be involved. Now, this is where you can make a mistake. Not telling people or not giving people the idea that you're going to sell them something when this is over. So this is the whole like want to buy a timeshare shit, right? They're like, hey, just come on in, right? Like, oh, I just I got to really, I'm like, I'm not going to sell you anything. At the end, they're like, and if you just pay me $50,000, I'll give you this house down in the Bahamas. And be like, you dick. Like, why didn't you just say that on the front end? I would have told you to piss off. And now we've wasted two hours of our time. So a very simple way to do that, and I may have brought this up in a previous podcast, but it's worth mentioning again, 
just charge a very flat, low entry fee for this kind of intro to the whole thing, right? Let's just say we kick it off with a three-hour workshop, right? Hey, everybody that wants to come in, it's 20 bucks because you're going to get value out of it. You're going to get men, you're going to, bare minimum, going to get 20 bucks value out of it, right? Easy day. So what I've done there immediately is I've paid for my time or my coach's time for that block of the weekend, right? Three hours, you have 30 people sign up, you know, definitely worth 600 bucks to somebody. And then when I tell them that, you can let them know, be like, hey, we're going to go through all these other things. We're going to do the challenge. And if you decide to enter the challenge, we will apply that 20 bucks to your fee for the challenge, right? Immediately, I know that this is going to be more expensive and I'm going to either show up and have no intent of buying, at which point I got my value for my 20 bucks, so we're square, or I am going to buy, but I know I'm going to buy and I know this 20 bucks is going to bring down the cost that I'm going to pay you tomorrow. But there's no confusion that like, hey, there's a thing that we're offering. It's going to cost you some money. And if you don't want to buy it, that's fine. But I'm still going to give you value for this three hours of my time because that's fair. So that's a very simple version of internal marketing that most people have done, but probably haven't done it very well. And then all I want to do is figure out how to continue to do that periodically over time because a lot of these people will be repeat customers. So I don't necessarily, let's just say you want to up the bottom line of your gym by 10%. So you, let's just say, just to make math easy, I'm running uh, gross revenue 20K a month and I want to bring it up by 10%. Well, that's 2K. So how many of these $200 packages do I need to sell to make 2K, to bring the bottom line up 2K. And it, you again, you can reverse engineer this and then the numbers become very manageable, right? I got to sell 10 of them. Well, if I get 30, is it reasonable to assume I'm going to close on, you know, 30% of that 30 and get 10? Probably, right? Yeah, if you can't do that to your current membership base, you're doing something wrong. Right, and then the question is, what am I doing wrong? Am I not teeing it up correctly? Is there not enough value attached to it? Do I, is this actually not my expertise and I'm trying to sell something that I'm not very good at? Do I need to bring somebody in in order to do that and forfeit a percentage of that revenue to them and they take 60, I take 40 or however you guys decide that should work? But the point is start with your current members and then go from there. And this is, and this sounds ridiculous, but sometimes all you need to do is tell them that you offer something. Yeah, I think that's something that box owners overlook. Like, your members come in, they leave, like a big proportion of them, maybe they check your Wattify or whatever you do to put up the programming. I think you'd be surprised how many don't, they just show up. They're not seeing every post you put in Facebook or no. on Instagram, you know, and going back to something, you know, as you and I were creating Affiliate University, we went through a lot of drills and a lot of kind of, different what would you call them uh i guess exercises exercises yeah together and and for me one of the most important ones was the heaven and hell drill so basically the hell drill is you know you're, you're writing about where you're where you currently are or where you think your members are like they're mm -hmm. stuck in this you know rat race or hamster wheel etc and then the heaven portion of it is what would it look like if you solved that problem and for me, it was really eye-opening, you know, especially as we were looking at it from a box owner perspective. But I think for the people listening, if you were looking at it from your member perspective, you know, if you think about it, 
your members are coming to your gym every day, multiple times a, you know, a week, week after week, month after month, they want to look and feel their best. And if you, we all know nutrition is what's going to get them there. Right. And we're like, yeah, well, I can't really charge them $20 a month because they're already paying me this. And it's like, when you stop and think about what these people are thinking, they're waking up. I'm unhappy with what I see in the mirror. I bust my butt at the gym and I'm not seeing the results I want. You know, it makes me feel unattractive to my significant other. I've got kids and I'm worried about being healthy for them in 10 or 20 years. And then if you're like, well, I've got this thing where they're going to wake up, they're going to feel great. They're going to feel, you know, sexier to their significant other. They're going to feel better for their kids. And you're like, how much would I pay for that? I'd pay hundreds, thousands of, well, I'm asking for 20, you know? And when you stop and you do that drill, you realize what Fern is saying. It's like, not only is what you're asking for not very much, but if you don't ask for it, you're not going to get that buy-in from these members. And I do want to make, there's a very distinct difference between this and what some people pitch really, really hard, which is like find the pain point and just keep bringing them back to their pain point. That's predatory in nature, and I'm not a fan of it. So taking somebody's pain point or their vulnerability that they've just given you and then, and then beating them into submission to buy something from you is fucked up. I don't know how else to say that. Like that, you're predatory, and I hope your gym shuts down. What we're suggesting is you go through these processes in order to develop empathy, to understand who these people are and what their problems are and why you have the solution to their problem, right? <clears throat> and then don't sell something to somebody who doesn't want something that you're selling. The second that they are not interested, stop selling them. If they're interested, sell it to them. They're clearly asking you for it. But if somebody's like, I'm just not interested, it's like, cool, don't even worry about it. Like I had this, this, this uh, discussion the other day, which is kind of like, um, what was going on in some of those Instagram feeds, right? So, and this is a kind of a, a little bit, there's overlap here, but there was a couple that came in and they wanted to do some open gym stuff and, um, and they're coming from another gym cause they're unhappy. And they both like, they haggled for like 10 minutes about like trying to get a discount for their foundations and all these other things you know, because they've been crossfitting for a long time in air quotes, something like seven or eight years. I'm like, okay. I'm like, listen, that it's, this is the cost. Like if you guys want to join or I'm, I'm happy to facilitate this for you. But if, if that is what you're doing and I told them straight up, I'm like, listen, if you guys are looking for open gym, I'm going to be very honest with you. You're going to overpay and I'm recommending you go somewhere else. I don't have any beef with you. I'd love to help you. I know for a fact I can help you, but if that's what you guys want, this is not the spot for you. And I have no, I'm, I have no heartache about it. And they immediately came back and they're just like, yeah, we want to join. We want to do the, the, the one year commitment caveat. Right. So then the next day they're like, ah, oh, we changed our mind. I was like, Hey, listen, no stress. We're here if you ever need anything. And in the meantime, in the short term, if you need something, let me know. I'm happy to help. Right. They're not interested anymore. I'm not going to continue to try to sell them. Like they came in, we gave them the tour. They're not interested. They're price shopping that's fine. I don't have what you're looking for, which is a certain dollar value. The other gym does. I wish you well. I think you'll be back. And I'll take you then when you're ready. At my normal price. 
at my normal price, right? And again, the, something that I learned is that like when you're, when you're going through this process of marketing and then taking that marketing and then using it to sell something, it's worth having the conversation with yourself that they're not having these conversations to offend you, right? Do not take it personally. They're just not ready. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I've been there where someone would have walked in like that and I would have been like, what do you want to pay? Okay, I need the money. Done. And then, yeah, but then they realize you're, you're doing yourself, you're, you're actually harming them, you're harming you because like you said, you're not giving them exactly what they want. They're overpaying for it. They're going to wind up being frustrated. And you know, going back to an episode we did a week or two ago, it's who do you serve? Like those aren't the people you want anyway. And I think no. the big thing that you kind of alluded to with what we're positioning to do and people that are just trying to sell is we're suggesting you're doing it for the right reasons. And that's because right. you truly have a passion to help people. I'm not trying to get you to sell nutrition for $20 a month in the hopes that this person doesn't follow through. I'm trying to get you to charge $20 so they do follow through. And so they see that progress and they're happier people and they're longer term members because of it. Also, this is a bit of a catch 22 because the other reason I recommend people start marketing and then selling internally is because you better deliver. This is not just a rando that walks in off the street who, if it doesn't work out, they just leave and that's it. This could be somebody who's been a member for five years. And if I sell them a premium service, you better deliver. Otherwise, now there's, now you have problems moving forward. So start there because it's easier to have the conversation. You probably know who they are and you're going to be more inclined to deliver on the service because you already have a relationship with these people. And then all I'm going to do is take that mindset and roll it into new people later when I start talking about external marketing and advertising, right? And all it starts with messaging. Hey, you know, we have experts and blah, blah, blah. We're running a workshop on X date. Here's what it costs to come in. If you do that, here's what it would cost moving forward. There's a, that's a very, very simple, dumbed down version of internal marketing. I'm targeting this towards my current member base who I know want this, right? You're not just pulling shit out of thin air, right? Like I know they're looking for double unders or muscle ups or to get better at the snatch or nutrition coaching or something like that. You know them. So design something that will fill that void that they're looking for and then package it and deliver it. But it's gotta be the messaging. It's like, hey, we're gonna take you through this. Here's, what gonna, here's what's gonna happen. Here's gonna be the end result. And a good way to figure that out is just like, just kind of canvas your members. Like how many of them are paying for some sort of outside coaching or programming or something like that? Probably a much larger percentage than you think. And I think as box owners, we often forget, A, you have this expertise and this, you know, subject matter expert of muscle ups, call it, right? And you've paid for that. You've gone to your level one. Maybe you've taken the gymnastics course. Maybe you've taken your level two. Maybe you've worked with somebody to develop your muscle-ups. Your members want that. You have something they want. There's absolutely nothing wrong with charging for it. Think about it, you know, going back to that heaven-hell model, you have members at your gym that would do anything for a muscle-up. Do you think if you got them a muscle-up and they had to pay $20, they would be upset? No, they would have been like, shit, 
I would have paid a thousand dollars for that. They're probably gonna be like, you've been holding out on me for six years. Yeah. Why did you teach me that? Well, I can't. It's a you know, it's we have classes and not everyone does muscle ups. That's why I charge twenty dollars and I'm taking a small group of eight of you. It's your time, right? So your your time is valuable, you know. And or it's personal training. Hey, you know, we have a guy at the box, Randy. Awesome dude, killer shape, fifty four. I know if I worked one-on-one, and I've never approached him about this, but I know if I worked one-on-one with him, he'd PR like nine out of 10 lifts. For sure. You know? and, and he would, if I mentioned that to him, he would dive in because he cares that much about fitness. And, and that's what you have to remember as, as a coach and a box owner. You have something. If I want something, Fern wanted a haircut this morning, right? You were more than happy to pay for the haircut. You paid for your pedicure. You know, you paid for your car wash. Right. We, all these things we all pay for every day because that's what this country is founded on, right? Service. Before there were goods, we were bartering for services. And, and it still exists. But for some reason, as, as coaches and box owners, we feel like we shouldn't be abiding by that. It's kind of silly. Do you, do you have a number above the standard rate that you think box owners should be striving for? You know, So, for example, your membership's 150 $200 is, is a good, you know, arm or, or whatever, however you want to average revenue per member. Uh, no, I don't. And I'm really hesitant to throw a random number out there because that's literally what it would be. It would be randoms. These are the things that need to be thought out, which is if I'm going to sell this premium service, what would the perfect outcome be? So the perfect outcome might be something that's scalable. Okay. So that means there needs to be a profit margin in there. Cause if I'm going to pass it off to somebody else, then I still need to have a built in profit margin in order to that the business gets value out of it as well as the trainer. And right out of the gate, just simply by factoring that in the price has to go up almost, almost every single time you have this discussion, like the, that you can't do that for 40 bucks. Like nobody wins with 40 bucks. Like they get not enough and you get nothing. Um, you know, after you factor, factor in, you know, merchant fees and all this other stuff, like it just, it just keeps going. So I think it's one of those things where you really, really have to like figure out like what you want this to be. What is the duration? What is the time allocation going to be for whatever this service is going to be? Is it going to be 15 minutes a week? Is it going to be two hours a week? Uh, who is the person doing it? So I would love to have like a, a really specific answer, but the context is required. For instance, you know, if somebody was going to pay me for, for a block of personal training versus one of my interns, well, those aren't going to be the same. Why? Because that person's not me. They don't have the skill set. They don't have the, the experience. They don't have all of those things. And so I think, I think as you go through, these things will morph over time. As you get better, the price should go up. As you, can, as you figure out how to give people better results, the price should go up. You know, as, as you start to scale up, the price should go up because now I have to factor in paying overhead for somebody else to do or to provide the service. So I think it depends. I mean, it could be 60 bucks. It could be 300 bucks. It depends, you know. That's fair. So, you know, and what do I want to get out of it, right? It is a personal training and, and then, all right, if I'm going to be taking coaches off the floor, then I need to replace that. Okay. So I need to make at least enough to maybe pay for classes that I take them off of. Yeah. And, and right now we're, I think it's important for the listeners to understand we're focusing on internal marketing. We're right. going to chat about 
external marketing on another episode, but this is all about how do we get your average member to pay more, you provide more value. And ultimately I think you're going to have better members because of it. Well, here's ultimately goes back to what we were talking about a couple, um, a couple days ago. This will morph into external marketing, but you won't have to do it. So if I market to my internal people, my folks that are already here that are already purchasing things from me and I deliver and I deliver really, really well, they will naturally tell their friends and bring them in because their friends are probably like them. So that internal marketing done really, really well leads to external clients. You don't have to run the ads anymore when you do it that way. People just start showing up to your door because everybody won't shut their mouth. Yeah. Well, that's the old Coach Glassman expression that we've discussed. I don't pay for marketing. I have an army of marketers that pay me. It's, fo it's foolish to start running Facebook ads if you're not already currently doing premium service upsells, selling retail, all of these other things, because the ROI is significantly higher with almost no risk. Well, and it goes back to, I think, something that box owners don't really comprehend. It's like they have this idea that success is – X amount of members where in reality success is most likely the lifestyle you're living, which is how much you're paying yourself and how much you're working. And I can tell you 100 members to 200 members is significantly more work. You're going to need more coaches, which means your payroll is going to go up, et cetera. And you're not necessarily making more money. There's a point in time where you're making more money with a hundred members they're the hundred people you truly want to be around and you're living a well-balanced life and, and too many people just, and I, I took that for granted as well. You know, I expanded on five different occasions at my gym and I'm sure on more than one of those occasions, had I taken a step back and said, okay, I'm expanding, which means more rent. I'm paying for this expansion. I need more equipment, more coaches. I'm probably better off just capping the, the size of my gym or just waiting a little bit longer so that I can stack cash and do it at the right time. Yeah. You know, like when I think it was like three years ago, we expanded and that was a mistake that I made. I was like, I should have waited a little bit longer. Nobody was coming in to take the space because we were in a fantastic place. I mean, super cash flow positive, but then we basically increase rent by 75%. Yeah. And then that's when you're also like someone comes in it's like, Hey, I'm willing to give you a thousand dollars right now for the year. I'll take it versus right. no, I, this is, you know, like the example you gave earlier. And I think it yeah. just, you know, the, the biggest nut most box owners have to crack is that rent. And if you're not burdening yourself with, with too high of a rent, it really allows you to do everything else based on your values and what you want your gym to become. Yeah. And I think the way to kind of, leverage what you already have is focus on internal marketing, right? So again, before you go start putting money into Facebook ads, like, are you doing your due diligence on internal marketing? Could I get that money that I'm searching for out of this client base, give them better results and ha both of us have a better experience? The answer is almost assuredly yes. 100%. So Great discussion there on internal marketing. For those listening, again, to learn more about Affiliate University, email us, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or hit the link in our bio 
for the Calendly link for a 60 minute call with Fern or myself. You'll get an application to fill out and we'll hop on a pretty intensive phone call with you to make sure we're a good fit for you and you're a good fit for us at Affiliate University. I want you to call it Affiliate U from now on. Affiliate you like University Affiliate too. U? Yeah. All right. At Affiliate for your birthday. Yeah. For your birthday, I'll right. give it to you. Marketing. It's marketing. <laughs> That's internal marketing <laughs> That's internal at its marketing, best. Yeah. All right. Best. Learn more about Affiliate Affiliate U. You. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at bestouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.